Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Natalie Doremiu, founder of Search Ditto, a company that helps content creators gain visibility. Natalie's passion lies in helping small business owners scale their business by creating an online platform that they can be more impactful to their audience. Natalie is also the host of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast, where she discusses all things related to creating success as a lifestyle entrepreneur. So on today's episode, Natalie and I will talk about how you can make a more significant impact and expand your reach by expanding your network, regardless of the borders you happen to be in. So this is a subject that's very near and dear to me. I love traveling. I love doing this from other locations, and this is going to be a great subject. So Natalie, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. So listen, you have a great origin story, right? So you're French, but you're also uh, but you're also a U.S. citizen. You have lived in both countries, and currently you are in France. And what I find really interesting about that is the type of work that we do, you can really do from anywhere, right? So you are actually doing it in the place that makes most sense for you and your family, and you're able to be successful at it as well. Can you please tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing? Sure. So yes, I am in France and I've been in business for 16 years. In fact, my husband and I run a family business and we actually don't work with the French market. So when you say we can actually work from anywhere, we actually can. We move, when we moved back to France in 2005, we basically decided on our lifestyle first. So we picked a city that was sunny in the south of France. We bought a really nice house and we decided that this was going to be the priority for us. And the reason why we moved, you know, from the U.S. back to France is to create that lifestyle. So you can indeed, you know, with the business that we have, you can work from anywhere. We actually don't have any French clients. They are all from the U.S., the U.K. and Australia. So it's totally possible. So uh, what's been amazing during these 16 years is we've done many things but and we've done we've we've had many quite a few failures or experiences as we like to call them but it's really through getting support and not feeling alone and we'll see that when i talk about my tip that realize where what our geniuses were what our strengths were and where we could really make an impact for people 
And that's where it really all came into play and what we are doing right now, you know, with the business, with Search Dito and also the memberships that we built. You know, what's interesting about all this is that if COVID taught us anything, right, is that it taught us how to be more nimble and how to level up our remote meeting abilities, right? Because, you know, like I tell people this all the time, you know, like if I would have met you at a travel, at a traffic and conversions conference, right? I maybe would have gotten a minute and a half of your time and a business card, right? Whereas with this format and by doing these remote meetings, no one has to travel. No one has to pack up their bags, get on a flight and suffer all those indignities, right? We can just sit here and talk for an hour and really get to know each other and have a really warm and engaging conversation that, uh, you know, we can actually learn from each other, right? And that part I find endlessly fascinating, right? Because it allows, it allows us to network with people around the world in a format that uh, makes it just really friendly and interesting, you know, and interesting to do that. How did you feel, you know, when you first moved back to, was there like a lonely period where you're like, okay, now I'm far away from my base of operations. How am I going to make this thing work? Yeah. Yeah. So actually it's, it's, uh, that period was about six years to give you an idea. So when we got back, we actually were all in the, you know, in the excitement of moving back to France. We hadn't been here in 10 years and we had never worked in France. So we had no idea about the actual market. We were just students when we left. So what we started to do is we started to want to work with the French market. And that's where we really hit a roadblock because our culture, the culture that we liked and we felt connected with was the US. And it took us six years, six years where we tried to do things on our own and we we failed. We lost a lot of time, a lot of money before we realized that this was not, you know, the that's not the vision that we had for our business. And this is what this was not going to work, you know, the way we were doing it. So that's where the networking and trying to surround ourselves with people where that align with our vision and, uh, you know, our values and, and that are also doing the things that we want to do. That's really important, you know, to try to project yourself into who you want to be, what you want to do and get, you know, try to get access to these people that are already there so that they can lift you up. You know, what's interesting about what you just said is, you know, you are not suffering in the French department, right? You speak the language fluently and it's, uh, you know, so you're not going back to a place where, where you don't know anything. This isn't like you moved to Croatia or you moved to Thailand where you are a complete foreigner and there's no chance for you to, you know, there's no clear path to citizenship. There's no, even a clear path to figuring out, you know, what your visa status is. Right. And what happens is that, you know, okay, so you go back to your home country, but you came back with a totally different mindset. Right. And even though, you know, you can claim that you understand the culture. I mean, I know I've gone through this at least twice. You know, I lived in Mexico, I lived in Israel, and I was like, I speak these languages. You know, I got this. And then I realized I got my butt kicked, you know, when I try to do business in those countries simply because I was either too immature. Or I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to do business in the way that, uh, you know, that they are expecting you to do business in those countries. And it really came down to a point where 
you know something? I, you know, I was born and raised in the United States. It doesn't matter where I am physically anymore, you know, thanks to all this great technology that we can network. But also, it's, I just chose not to, right? I just chose not to participate in those, uh, you know, in those local markets. And very quickly, I realized I was much happier for it. Right. Where I realized like, okay, you know, if, you know, and this isn't just an economic thing, like, oh, I want to charge U.S. dollars. I don't want to charge in Mexican pesos, for example. It has nothing to do with that. Right. Because you have rich people in Mexico. You have rich people in France. You you know, money's everywhere. But the question is, how do you actually create those opportunities so that you can so that you can make this happen for yourself? So with you, it sounds like even though you are in France, you speak the language fluently, you understand what's going on around you, you chose not to participate in that market, right? Yeah, on a business sense. How has that affected though, you know, once you came to that realization of, okay, now I'm going to focus my business back to the United States, accent and all, how did that manifest itself? Like how did that present itself to you and make you guys happier about your decision to remain overseas and still do that? Yeah, so so basically what happened, and again, this comes a lot from Olivier, my husband and business partner, who is really the entrepreneur, I want to say, in, in, in the business, in the couple. I just became one. <laughs> but it really happened when he was doing a lot of research and there was nothing in French. There was nothing in France. The businesses that were run where, I mean, people seem to be so late compared to what the U.S. was doing. And I mean, this is the time where it was looking at the Tony Robbins uh, master series. I don't know if, you, if you've seen those where he was interviewing people. He was interviewing Marie Folio and all these people uh, that were successful businesses. And this, is, this was not at all what was happening in France. I mean, we're probably like five years behind, right, in France here. So it was really clear, you know, from the beginning when, when we started to look outside of what we were doing, because we were in our own bubble, you know, we have our expertise, we are software engineers, we'll develop website, uh, website, we'll develop products and people will buy because we're amazing. Well, that didn't happen. So it's really when we started to look outside that we realized, well, there is nothing much going on in France. The action is in the US. And, and, and later on, it happened in the UK, but it was really in the US. So we were naturally drawn to that because we knew the people, we, we enjoyed listening to the language, honestly, and, and we liked the anything is possible, you know, you give a chance to anybody. In France, it's all about who you know, or the diplomas or the school that you've been to, and we just hated that mentality. So it was easy for us to say, yeah, let's go there, you know, it's a lot easier. So now that you're back, Right. And you're establishing your business and you solidified that focus of who your ideal avatar is, who you want to talk to and how you're going to talk to them. Talk to me about that process. Like, how did you start out, the, you know, doing that kind of, you know, remote networking? Did it require a lot of travel back, you know, back to these markets in order to make that happen? Or was it just, uh, you know, keeping the lines of communication open? How did that come about? So it really started when I, when I purchased, when I signed up to my first online program and there was this networking opportunity where before the course, the, 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 the course was starting, we could reach out to each other and start, you know, making conversations. And 
And I realized that it was actually a lot easier than I thought it would be because I am a shy and introvert person, especially at that time, you know, in 2013. And I realized quickly that it is pretty empowering to reach out to people that actually feel the same way as, as you. Maybe they are as lost as you are. Maybe they are asking themselves the same question, but they don't necessarily want to ask, you know, how in public. Uh, there is also the whole accountability piece, right? Where when you follow a program together, it's it's a lot easier to to get going and keep the momentum when you know somebody else is going to ask you how are things going, right? So it's really been at the beginning online, you know, through uh, you know the emailing and then a bit of social media and things like that. But it really quickly turned into going into events even signing up to a mastermind to be uh, around other women that were also growing their business and there being able to address the mindset, the personal stuff, because talking to people is great, but there is a level where you need to be able to find a group where it's a safe space to speak about personal stuff and mindset and family stuff because it's all interconnected. So talk to me a little bit about how that felt, being physically disconnected, but still being mentally connected, you know, with this group of entrepreneurs and with these, you know, with the people that you know that you've been called to serve, but you needed to find a way that you find it a way to reach them. What needed to change in your mindset in order to be able to serve them better? So what I realized first is that the networking through, you know, online like this without being present totally works for me. Again, I am an introvert, so a room full of people, you know, being to a conference with lots of people where you're told you're going to be able to meet a lot of people. You know, it's like I prefer to less people, but really have meaningful conversation and build a real relationship so that I can continue that on, you know, uh, over time. So I really, the, the piece that I really had to do is to really figure out why I needed to do this because it was not that comfortable for me to do. You know, it's easier to be just myself in front of the computer, honestly, sometimes. But it's about who do I need, how do I need to show up in order to get support from others, but also support others. This is another thing that I realized is that, at least to me, it is so empowering to be able to not just get, but give, you know, in this networking, you know, people say I'm a connector, you know, I, I know so many people. And when I talk to somebody, I was just on a coffee talk, you know, virtual coffee talk with a, a, an old client who now is a friend. And I just connected her to a person that interviewed me on a podcast because she's, that person is looking for someone. So I always love to connect people. I truly believe that, this is, this is how you grow. This is how you meet new people. Uh, this is how you get new opportunities. You're not going to get opportunities just by sitting in front of your computer. What would you say then is the biggest action that people need to take in order to make this work? So, you know, when you're talking about being an introvert, at least to me, you're preaching to the choir. 
right? There's nothing that freezes me more than getting up in a room and having to pass out my card and, you know, and talk to people and introduce myself because I'm always afraid of, you know, A, am I interesting enough for them? You know, do I really want to speak to these people? Or if I find out that I'm speaking with somebody that is simply not on my level, right? That, you know, that's like a person, I, I'll never show it outwards, right? But inside, I'm just like, oh God, get yeah. me with person. Right. And then I'm like, okay, like, how do I do this? So, you know, part of the process for me is, you know, like this podcast, right. It makes it a, it makes it a very intimate medium, you know, to be able to get to know people. Plus there's a onboarding process, right. Not everyone gets in, not everyone gets my calendar link, you know, in order to set this up. So I'm doing a little bit of pre-filtering as well, but it also helps me you know, really level up in terms of the types of, uh, in terms of the type of types of people that I'm speaking with. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest tip for helping people, you know, to create that network and to get to know other people so that they can, in, you know, increase the size of that network? So I think that the, the way to me, the way I've done it, I'll just share the way I've done it because I'm not like a, an expert, you know, in, in that area. But what has been working for me and works for me is the natural connection that you're going to make when you get yourself out there. So if you join a community and there are people inside that your community and you start uh, supporting people, you know, they ask a question and you have the answer, right? Or you ask a question and they respond. And it's Kind of like this natural connection um I'm, I'm i'm not the one that's like actively looking for oh i need to go into this because i want to meet, to meet that specific person i would say it's more networking around groups of people that have that you know have the same the same interest on a certain topic so for example for for memberships which is one one of the the things that we do in our business to me, going to or being invited to a group, a Facebook group that talks about membership, that's going to show interest, right? Or maybe I'm going to search for what are communities that exist that I might want to join. So uh, the first is by interest, right? And then it's making the connection based on how people show up, you know, how, what kind of questions they are uh, asking and then you start to answer and then some people have Q&A calls, you know, they have calls when you can hop on Zoom and they would do Zoom rooms and things like that. So you are in a tighter group and where you can really get to know people. But for that, you have to choose your where you want to do this. If you want to do this online, is it on Facebook? Is it LinkedIn groups? It also depends on where where you're hanging out, basically. So talk to me a little bit about, about memberships, right? Cause that's really your gem and, you know, in terms of creating these smaller groups of like-minded people that talk about, you know, one specific topic that everyone is interested in, how do you help people, you know, figure out which membership is for them, how to establish these groups and how to make it, you know, how to make it work for their business? Great question. My favorite topic. <laughs> So the way I support people that want to create a membership, so usually the people that come to me, that come to us for this, already have an established business and they are looking to probably leverage their expertise or doing a bit less one-on-one -on -one work. And they are wondering how to create that group you know, structure without losing the personal collection, connection, the, the, the relationship, and without having the members feeling like they are just numbers. 
So uh, the approach that we have is really to figure, to figure out what is the problem that you're trying to solve, right? Because that's the, the problem that they have that you're trying to solve. And then your membership, your group, whether this is a recurring membership or it's a group coaching program, is the solution to that problem. So you want to find a recurring problem that they have and you want to provide a recurring solution to the problem that they have. And the key to make it work, whether it's a membership, whether it's an online course, so on a finite uh, period, or a group coaching program, is that it has three key elements. The content, which is your expertise. That's where you show up and you, and you teach You know what you know. Support. So they need different kind of support if they are stuck, overwhelmed, things like that. And accountability. And that, that last one is one that is very often overlooked. You know, we say people pay, so they're going to do it. Well, guess what? Most people don't finish online courses and things like that. So it's really the key. So it's unique for every person, but those three elements are the things that we look at. You know, what's interesting about that accountability, that's one of the reasons why I've been, um, why I've been so pessimistic about creating uh, you know, online courses, because I know of all of them that I have paid for, for whatever reason, you know, I took my credit card out and paid for them. I don't think I finished not one. And what happens is that, you know, you know, there is this accountability, there is this, some good information out of it, but then there's the taking action part, right? You know, you, you lose focus, you move on to the next shiny object. You know, there are a lot of things there that can distract you. Right. And usually what I tell people is like, look, don't do more than one program at a time, first of all. Right. And no matter how small or, you know, whether the program costs you $10,000 or $10, right. It just, it doesn't matter. Do one at a time at least. And what happens is, you know, being able to find that community that, that can actually help you along, you know, figure out the ins and outs of, you know, what you need to do to get from a definitive start to a definitive end that's really, you know, like the most important part, right? You know, your course should be, your course and your membership should be aimed at delivering a result, not just, you know, being able to show that, hey, I'm part of this club, you know? What kind of software or what kind of, uh, you know, like tools do you recommend people use to set up some of this stuff? What are some of your favorites that you, uh, that you help people set up? So, so I can share with you the process that I go through when people ask me that question about what tool do you use? And I tell them it depends. The now, probably the number one mistake that people make when they want to create an online course or a membership and they start, is that they start by wanting to choose the tool. The tool is just the tool to make it happen until you've clearly defined what is the structure? Is the content going to be dripped? Do I want progress tracking? Do I want to reward them with points where they can read in content with it? Until you've identified the experience that you want to create, there is no point talking about tools. So there is not one tool that is great. Um, it happens that what we do and the people that come to us want to create those unique experiences because they really want to get people results, like you said. So there needs to be a roadmap to the course so that they can see they are at a specific stage and they can stay focused in the step that they are in. So what we build is quite specific. And for that, that requires WordPress. Um, and then WordPress plugin, the one we use most of the time is called Access Ally. 
Um, but that's for this type of membership. Now, there are people that are perfectly happy with Kajabi or any other platform. It really depends on the solution that you're building for these people. And then you pick the tool to make it happen. Amazing, amazing advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Natalie, can you please let everyone know how they can find you online and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Sure. So online, you can find me at nataliedoremieux.com, which is on the screen right now for those watching. Uh, You can also find us at searchdito.com. This is our tool for content creators to leverage your content. And we also have themembershiplab.com, which is uh, all about helping you build your uh, online uh, presence and online platforms. Great. I'll make sure to have all of those links in the show notes here. This has been a excellent conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time, breaking this down and really helping to enlighten us on, you know, how this stuff works and how you can really make it happen for yourself whether you're still in your home country or you want to tour around and, you know, develop a new lifestyle for you and your family. I think both are possible and, you know, it just depends on which stage, you know, you happen to be and, you know, the, your desire to make that happen. So kudos to you for making that happen. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.